every single episode of that show, I wore some ridiculous thing. Was this one done in front of a live audience? I probably had no clue at the time. Shake yo whammy fanning. Good afternoon, Amanda. How are you, Miss Wilkerson? I'm really good. I mean, Miss Joan Hart. Joan Hart Wilkerson. I have many names. Joan, Joan's your middle name. Joan's my official middle Mrs. name. Mrs. Hart. Mrs. Catherine is my Hart confirmation Wilkerson. name. When I confirmed my baptism, Catherine? I took the name of Catherine. You have to take a saint name in Catholicism. You choose a saint's name. And there are four St. Catherines, so I chose Catherine. Oh, yeah. Okay. So call me Katie. Just kidding, don't. Just call me Kat. <laughs> I won't answer. <laughs> Katie, who are you talking to? <laughs> so today we're going to do a special episode. Do you see my shirt? Shake yo whammy fanny. Shake your whammy fanny. And it says, what does it say? Uh, if you know, you know. A fan gave me this at a Comic-Con. Because shake your whammy fanny refers to an episode of Sabrina, the Teenage Witch. A show I was a part show of. Show us the dance. For seven years. I actually don't know the dance. <laughs> Is there a dance? We just kind of shake, shake your whammy fanny funky song, funky song. Shake your whammy fanny funky song. Just don't sing that in the UK or Australia because fanny means something very different there. Fanny is naughty around gotcha. parts of the world. But in uh, Sabrina, for some reason. We flash with that one. We did. And I think it was the only time kids were allowed to use that. <laughs> phrase <laughs> in parts of the world. but Well, we're trying to make that not taboo anyway. Well, we right. are here today, guys. We're going to do a special episode. We're going to do something a little different in um, celebration of Halloween this week, y'all. I painted my toenails black. It's actually a color oh, called Wicked. Mine. No, mine are terrible, but I did it myself <laughs> and it's like all over my foot. Like. But it's called Wicked um, because it's Halloween and we're going to do a special Sabrina sort of watch along, I guess. Like Everybody's been wanting this. Yeah. You think? I think so. I think this I is, think it's weird, but we're going to do it. It's weird for us because we just like to come on here and talk, but <laughs> I think all of your fans are going to appreciate this. Okay. I hope so. We're going to watch, you guys. We're going to talk about... Sorry, we're not going to watch. We're going to talk about my favorite episode. If you haven't watched it, pause now. Pause now and go watch the Pancake Madness episode of Sabrina Season 3, Episode 5, I believe it is. Yes. Right? So let me give you a little... A little intro into Sabrina. This is I found this out this morning on Wikipedia. <laughs> Sabrina was created by writer uh, the writers George Gladier and artist Dan DiCarlo and first appeared in Archie's Madhouse episode, uh, uh, issue number 22 of the uh, Archie comic books. Um, it was cover dated October 1962. Storylines story of the character at elementary school age also appear under the title Sabrina the Cute Little Witch. I did not know that until this morning. Oh, you are a cute little In witch. almost all of Little Archie comics. I didn't know there was a Little Archie comics, and I didn't know there was a Sabrina, that cute little witch. Maybe that's my next show. <laughs> I said, I'll be like the grandma. That's the book title of the week. Yeah, that cute little witch. <laughs> <laughs> that's the new bless your heart. Oh, <laughs> it's true. That, that cute, cute little, little witch. witch. Oh, my gosh. I'm so going to say that. That's a really good idea. Um, the first four seasons of Sabrina the Teenage Witch aired on ABC from September 27th, 9th. Oh. <laughs> That's weird. 1996. I didn't know that either. To May 5th, 2000. And the final three episodes ran on the WB. I don't even think that exists anymore, does it? From September 22nd, 2000 to April 24, 2003. So we had video games. We had animated series. We had movies, ice cream, books, magazines, tons of stuff, right? It was a franchise. Sabrina yeah. became a franchise. All started with a Showtime movie. I mean, the Archie comics. Then a Showtime movie. Then the TV show. Then another movie, then more TV show, then another movie, then the animated show, then another movie. No, I think we only did three movies total. <laughs> Sabrina Goes to Rome, Sabrina Down Under. I'm um, ready for a Sabrina Takes Her Best Friend to Italy. 
Let's do that. Or, let's, well, well, you've already done Rome. So. To be honest, I wanted to do Sabrina de Janeiro. That was going to be my next to go to Carnival in Perfect. Rio. That was my next. I was like, next summer, I want to do Sabrina de Janeiro. And we never got to do it. So maybe we go to Carnival next year. All right. We'll take you all along on Instagram. How about that? But anyway, we are here today to talk about season three, episode five, specifically the Pancake Madness episode. Okay. Starting out before we even get started. Well, let me give credit. So the okay. credit is it's written by Sheldon Bull, who, by the way, just uh, completed like nine seasons with Nick Bakai, who played the cat um, as the showrunner. But Sheldon Bull wrote on Mom, the show mm-hmm. Mom. Uh, and this episode was directed by Mark Sandrowski, who you'll see his name on Friends and I think that 70s show. Like you'll see his name all over tons of uh, popular television back then and today still. He also directed literally almost all of The Big Bang Theory. Like oh, Sandrowski, that's right. And 44 episodes of that. Yeah, which is funny. He doesn't really do Young Sheldon, but it's a different kind of like he's more of a, a, a multi-cam guy. And that show, Young Sheldon, is more of a single cam but uh, yeah, so he he directed this episode. He directed a bunch of Sabrinas, and I loved him. He was a really nice guy. Sheldon, too. Awesome guy. Um, brilliant. Just like, you know, these writers are just kooky and fun and just so much fun to be around, and we had a great time. Um, what do you want to say about the Pancake Madness? Why is this your favorite episode? I think, I think it's my favorite because it was the first time I was super, even though I did this on Clarissa and three seasons of Sabrina, it was the first time I felt really like I was doing physical comedy, like like all out, balls out, funny mm-hmm. comedy. I think because I had to dig in the trash can and 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 lick people's fingers and, you know, try to like... <laughs> Deflate yourself. Yeah, yeah. I think it was just that idea that I could, I could embody the addiction of a pancake person. Um, <laughs> and like that was fun for... Uh, watching it, of course, I'm like, oh, I could have done that so much better. But... Because it's really hard for me. To, I don't like to watch myself. I'm always like, you can, I can do better. And I don't need to, like, judge it. It's already done. It's out there. Right. But, um, so I never really watch these things back, right? But watching Pancake Madness was fun because, I don't know, I, I think because I got to play that kind of, a character that had, had it was driven with a purpose for this whole episode, you know? Mm-hmm. And just diving in the trash cans and stuff and, and everyone dance. Another, that was... Just a like musical shake number. your whammy fanny. There's always kind of a musical number in a few episodes of Sabrina. We have a few of them. And this is one of them where we do uh, uh, the answer to the riddle is cakes on the griddle. That's right. <laughs> the answer to the riddle is cakes on the griddle. So, yeah, we have a little pancake song in my little fantasy about me just being obsessed with pancakes. And the only reason I've actually watched this episode is because I wanted to show my kids. I wanted to teach Tucker recently about sugar addiction. And an addiction in general. This is a great episode to yeah. teach kids about addiction. In um, a safe way. Yeah. In a safe way. And also just to, I mean, just for adults to enjoy. There's always adult humor in Sabrina that goes over the head. Mainly it's right. given by Salem. He usually delivers the adult comedy. Melissa. Yeah. I have to pay you a compliment. Oh. You are a very supportive friend. Oh, thank you. You always back up my strange ideas and you're there for me whenever I need you. Same. You're my support. Yeah. We have some very supportive listeners. We have supportive fans out there that love our podcast, that check us out on YouTube, that rate and review, that do all the things. But now they can support us with merchandise. Yes. You can rep What Women Binge. Yeah. What Women Binge. Merchandise available for you. Give it to your best friend. Give it to your mailman. We're so excited that we can bring this to you guys. You can go to whatwomenbinge.com and find our merch. And go shopping. And then when you're out and about and you see someone wearing a hoodie emblazoned with our faces or logo, you can be like, I like your hoodie. It'll be a small community of people that listen to What Women Binge and we'll grow it. 
We're hoping you guys will support What Women Binge, not only by listening and by subscribing, but also by representing our merch, right? If they rep it in the streets, then people ask them about, what's Women Binge? Oh, it's this podcast I listen to. And then you right. guys can spread the word. So whatwomenbinge.com. Go shopping. Thanks, guys. What did you like about it? Oh, uh, so I know you much. have a billion notes. I do. I do. Well, between me and my husband, who he, you know, all detail, nothing gets past Logan. Yeah, of course. So he was pointing stuff out and wrote stuff down that I was like, oh, I didn't know that. I didn't see that. So it was really good. My favorite part, A, when you come in in the suit after you've eaten 500 pancakes. And I'm just a, like, a, like a balloon. It's like the weird owl fat suit. Yeah. You eat it. Yeah. And... And I don't fit through the door. <laughs> you don't fit through the door. And I I'm, I was laughing hysterically by myself in my bedroom like, okay, this is this is funny. This is really funny. Every, it, every single episode of that show, I wore some ridiculous thing, like something over the top. And I, I do have a question, though. Why? Pancakes. Did you never eat pancakes before? I had, I don't know. I'm um, pretty sure. Okay, so little factoid that the interwebs pointed out, and I could be wrong about this, but apparently you ate pancakes in the pilot? Probably. On my birthday. I probably had birthday pancakes. So how did that work? Here's the thing. Is that be before you were a witch? Every TV show has a Bible. They call it a Bible. Right. And the writers will come up with a Bible, and um, that will have the rules and kind of regulations of what each character or what happens in the show, and it'll sort of like, I just finished Lost, right? Mm -hmm. I finally, finally finished watching Lost, and... They should have had a list of rules about, you know, you'll have things like, uh, okay, we made reference to so-and-so has a peanut allergy or so-and-so, um, you know, broke their right foot and that's why they have a limp or whatever it is, right? And, and you'll have a Bible with all the information about all the different rules you've laid down and, and, and it continues to grow as you go through series. And I feel like they should have put that in some sort of Bible, but <laughs> a lot of the time on this show, things got, okay, so our, our script supervisor, her name was Maureen. Um, she's one of my best friends. I love this woman so much. And she would watch the script carefully and know um, if we messed up our lines, what camera we were using and whatnot. She keeps, all the, she keeps all the notes. And whenever we'd ask her, we'd be like, but Maureen, shouldn't we come down the front steps instead of the back steps? Because I came down those stairs on the upper floor. And she goes, the cat talks, Melissa. Like, who cares? <laughs> like a lot of the time, the continuity of the show yeah. would get thrown away. and Because uh, it, would, it would drive her crazy because the continuity was never... Correct. And so basically our excuse for everything was the cat talks. Like, come on. Like the cat talks. Who cares all, all that cakes before? Out the window. I gotcha. Right? I gotcha. But yeah, I thought about that too. I was like, I think I've I we didn't I never asked anybody. We never really looked into it. Because the episode was written, we weren't going to exactly change it for a... And pancakes is such an innocent thing, right? It is. To that point, you know, people weren't watching these over and over again the way that we do today. Because streaming wasn't a thing. Unless you bought the box set. Which you didn't, you couldn't until like 2007. Right. So, no, very few people were going to catch yeah. that detail. Yeah. Yeah, you'd have to really be like, did she? Yeah, you, there was no way to check. You right. couldn't go TiVo it. Yeah. But somebody went back and did, and it's on the interwebs. That's so. funny. Yeah, <laughs> I think, uh, I don't know, I guess Sheldon, we could ask Sheldon Bull, the writer, um, if he thinks that, uh, you know, if he if they thought about that or if they knew that or maybe, because it could have been, I guess, it could have been cinnamon rolls or something else, but not quite as fun as licking syrup or that was having the syrup lady in a bottle. Cause, oh, which is, what is her name? Well, here, should I give the description of the... Episode, I found it on <laughs> the internet. <Sure. laughs> I didn't do my own, you guys. I cheated. 
Hilda and Zelda warn Sabrina not to eat pancakes because it seems that anyone in their family who eats pancakes becomes addicted to them. Sabrina ignores them and becomes hooked. Hilda finds herself sent back to the other realm because her immigration is not in order. They test her with a really funny Canadian phrase. <laughs> I was ooting a boot in my Nissan Ultra or something. I don't know. Um, Zelda helps Sabrina, but like anyone who gets addicted to something, Sabrina needs time to dry out. So she sticks in her in a room by herself for a little while. But it's very difficult. Zelda goes to try to help Hilda. And so Sabrina's all alone, but still craving pancakes. And that's when she has her pancake hallucination. Hallucination. Where the bottle of the syrup giant. comes to visit her. Hang on. I wrote down who this is. Mrs. Mapleton, <laughs> played by Del Raul. Is that how you say I her don't know. Name? I don't know. I think I never said her last name before, I guess. Well, but Del. She was great. She's lovely. She reminds me of like Joanne Worley or something, right? Like the yeah. way she talks and sings. And... She was in True Blood later on. Oh. Like a big, big part of True Blood. And then... Okay. Um, she had a brief, like, stint on The Office when oh, really? Pam left to go to a different job. Yeah. Uh, well, we had a lot of great guest stars. And casting on that, Rick Milliken, who still does, like, my Christmas movies and stuff, he did he did a fabulous job of pulling some great well, talent. You, there's a lot of people who show up on Sabrina. Well, funny fact, Mary Gross, who plays... Uh, Oh my gosh, she's the teacher with the really high voice, and she's in the whole, she's, she's the one in the dancing pancake. around. Yes, that's right. The answer to the riddle is cakes on the griddle. Like she's like got the really high pitched voice, and she played a uh, teacher for a few seasons. And uh, she is related to Michael Gross, one of my dear dear friends who oh. played my dad in a movie, a Christmas movie. I, did I a met few him years with ago. you. Yes, that's right at the Derby. He was so kind. He is so nice. So that's his sister. Oh my goodness, isn't that funny? I've actually so I kind of know his, even though he and I have a close relationship now. I knew his sister back then. You know, like working together every day, but never really got to know Michael. And Michael is also, he's most well known for playing the father on Family Ties. That's right. So I wish we had had him on Sabrina as well, because uh, he's like one of the few guest stars I can say we didn't have. I mean, we had Martin Mull in this episode, played Mr. Craft, principal for a while, um, who dated Zelda and Hilda. In Dated both? He dated both of them. I think he marries Hilda. Of course, the fans will know better but um, <laughs> than I do. But yeah, I directed that episode. I directed the episode where he and Hilda get married. So I think it's him that she marries. I know it's her wedding. <laughs> so I think. Well, one of my favorite parts of this episode is when you are digging in the trash can and Libby comes in and catches you. And I can't. Ew. She, she, was, she has a really ew. funny line. And you just look at her like. I don't even know how to respond to this. No, yeah, I think there was a line. Oh my gosh, what is it? When she goes, she says something nasty to me, like, I always knew you were a trash eater or something like that. And I go, I, what's wrong with that? Or something like, don't even realize that there's anything wrong with it because I'm just so into my pancakes. And then later she comes back and hands you one that's been stepped on. And that's when you're oh, like, oh yeah, and I'm, oh, that's what I say. What's the catch? Yeah, what's wrong? What's the yeah. catch? I get, I get a delicious pancake. What's She's the catch? Like, Ew. Ew. She always, yeah, Jenna was always great at the, Ew. And speaking of people who just show up in it, your sister is in the dance number, right? Or in the musical oh, yeah. number. My sisters show up in a lot of things. Like we were, we watched the Melissa and Joey episode and uh, Allie's in that, my sister Allie. Um, Emily played, Emily played a part in my show a lot. Um, right, Amanda. She was Amanda, um, my cousin, who tortures me from the other realm. I think right. she's in like two or three episodes. She's in the Molly Dolly episode. Mm -hmm. And then she, Emily, also is the voice of Sabrina in the animated series because it's a prequel. Oh, so the animated series. sound younger. Yeah, so Sabrina's actually like 12 and the ants are like 16. So I played the ants and she played uh, Sabrina. How 
How cool. Which saved me a lot of work, you guys. Saved me a lot of work. Also, if you get the book, Things I Can't Explain or Things I Didn't Explain by Mitchell Kriegman, who wrote Clarissa Explains It All. He wrote this book, um, Things I Can't Explain. No, I think it's Things I Didn't Explain. And she plays Clarissa in that as well. Not Clarissa. Cool. She reads it. So she's technically Clarissa. But. Well, sisters, you guys sound very similar. We do. We do. That's why I was like, can Emily read it? <laughs> I don't yes, want to sit can. in the sound booth for two days. <laughs> <laughs> and read. And read. My eyes would start to cross. So some of the things I noticed in this uh, episode that were weird was my all turquoise blue outfit. Uh, talk about that. Which was fashion. I know, but for a sixteen-year-old, well, at this point, I'm supposed to be eighteen. It looked like a, it looked like something like a teacher would wear to school. Yeah, but that was the thing back then. Also, but it's not for teens. the matching. The yeah, the monochrome was matching. The thing. That's true. It was BB. I think it was a BB outfit. Remember BB? And then B -E -B -E? Beth Broderick's outfit, Bebe? with like the brocade pants and the white lace shirt. Yeah. I mean, I would wear it today. Really? The fashion and I mean, '90s fashion has come back in general. I mean, I was wearing pantyhose, y'all. I watched the movie Old School with my boys the other day. I just had the teenagers at home. So Mark and I have been dying to show them Old School, which, by the way, too soon. Don't show them that until they're in college. <laughs> <laughs> but we did show them. And uh, they couldn't understand at the very beginning of Old School when they go around and kidnap the kids that, they're, that are the people that are rushing. They pull down pantyhose over their faces, you know, to be like robbers. They were like, what is what's on their heads? They didn't know. They didn't know what pantyhose were. It's like not a thing anymore. Also, you can't watch Old School with your children. I, not uh, just because they're not old enough, but because... You're a parent. My my husband watches that show, that movie, Grown Ups, with them and and like um, uh, stepbrothers and movie. stuff. I don't think so. The guy's like talking about how hot his this is daughter is. This might be on level with like my mom coming in and asking us if we had any questions during American Pie. Like you, you <laughs> might be Lily level here. Oh, American Pie! I haven't. That happened, y'all. Gosh, it was middle school. You, it was a sleepover. She wanted to know. Oh, with a bunch of people? I had my friends over, and we were like an eight. She used it as grade. a sex ed talk? Oh, yeah. <gasps> yeah, that was my mom. No, just. That's amazing. That's, yeah. So don't That's be that mom. That's a great way in. Don't be that mom. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, it was, it was interesting. There was, there really isn't gratuitous sex in that movie. There, um, they just talk about it a lot, um, and there's just really inappropriate language and, it's boy humor. But it's there's not really yeah. Nobody it's wants totally to watch a movie humor. like that with their mom. I know, but dad was there too, so it was cool. <laughs> it was okay. Well I was trying to be the cool mom in some sense. You but, are cool. Um I, that's the only movie I was like, of all the movies you guys have seen, I can't believe you haven't seen well the, we will not wedding wedding crashers. Oh is that's there's they, too much sex. They can't in that watch one. it with you. They no, need and to watch it eventually. Much, there's too much of them just like sleeping around. Yeah. I don't wanna like make that seem like a totally Acceptable, normal, normal behavior. So, yeah. So I also noticed, not only did I notice the weird turquoise outfit I'm wearing, um, but I had the body to pull it off. So, yeah, you oh, did. thank God. Um, the red chairs in the kitchen really disturbed me. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> that yellow tablecloth and those red chairs. It is a bright tablecloth. It is. But honestly, that's so my style. But it's a weird, like, Italian kind of feel. But, like, here's the thing, too. If you look in the walls behind us, that's what I was really focused on was the walls behind us. There were all these faces. So mm -hmm. in the first season, we had really intended to have those portraits always come alive and talk to them. Yeah. Kind of like Harry Potter in the yes. hallways and stuff, right? Like hologram style, whatever. We did it in one or two episodes, I think, in the first season where the picture sort of that uh, on the like when you're facing when you're watching TV, it's like on the right. Mm -hmm. um, that portrait talks to them a few times. But we had meant for like the toaster oven was supposed to be like the 
the where the mail comes from the other portal, the other realm, sorry. And uh, and these all these like I noticed there were plates on the wall too with faces, and I'm like, I guarantee you they meant for those to come alive at some point too. They never. But did. we never got to play with it like that because it wasn't as much as it was supposed to be witchcraft. And I know it is Halloween. It was more about magic. So Amanda, I know that I have personally abused my hair from curling it, straightening it, hairspraying it, over processing it with different coloring, bleaching. We've yes. all done damage to our hair over the years. So if you're like me and struggle to have longer, thicker hair after years of damage, then you have to try Vegamore. Vegamore has transformed my hair. Their holistic approach to hair health uses smart botanicals that promote visibly thicker, fuller, and longer looking hair. Yeah, with help from Vegamore, you can get healthy, beautiful-looking hair without the use of harmful chemicals, and all their products are cruelty-free and never contain parabens or hormones. Vegamore has something for everyone looking to improve their hair health. The Grow Revitalizing Shampoo and Conditioner Kit works together to create visibly thicker hair and improve hair from the roots. Just massage the shampoo into your scalp for 60 seconds and then follow up with the conditioner. It's as simple as that. Having Vegamore as my go-to shampoo and conditioner is a game-changer for my overall hair health. With Vegamore, there's no risk when trying because they have a 90-day money-back guarantee. But with 91% of customers saying they saw visibly thicker hair with Vegamore in just three months, you won't want to run out. Don't let the damage of the past hold your hair back. See your hair's full potential with Vegamore. Go to vegamore.com slash WWB and use the code WWB to save 20% on your first order. That's Vegamore, V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R dot com slash W-W-B and use our code W-W-B so you can save 20% at Vegamore dot com slash W-W-B. Thank you, Vegamore, for supporting What Women Binge. Was this one done in front of a live audience? We never had any in front of a live audience. No, we uh, we shot them over. We rehearsed for two days. We shot for three days. Um, and I, as I was watching this one, too, I was like, oh, it's so lucky. Whenever there's a set that I don't have to be in, it meant I had a little bit of time off which was rare. So the fact that they went to Canada or wherever, whatever cold place they so went to for immigration. To. Yeah. Hilda and Zelda, when they had their own storylines that didn't involve me, I got a chunk of time off. So I literally, first thing I would do when I get a script is I would go through at the beginning of the script. It just shows there's like slug lines, which is like um, just describing each different scene as you go through the script. So it might be like two or three pages of just slug lines saying like this scene, this scene will be one eighth of a page and it'll have you and Harvey in it or this mm -hmm. one will have. So I would go through and look for where my name wasn't and cross off those scenes and be like, I get this one off. I get this one off. I get this. So sometimes I'd be like, I have five scenes off this week, you guys. <laughs> so this one, I remember um, when it, you know, when I saw that there was a set piece that I wasn't in, except that I was, I was in the tag. I yeah. walk into Canada in the tag, but it's really quick and easy. And I'm sure they built my day. They were pretty like the eighties were great about getting me out when they could. So I'm sure they either brought in the ants and shot that first or got my scene done first and then let me go home so that I could have a little bit of time off. Cause the hours were grueling on this show. I mean, we were working like 60 plus hours a week. I think at least it was, it was a lot. It was a lot. And we were, um, we were there late on Friday nights. Season three is about when we start to level out, when we started to figure out, to get a routine, to get directors that now knew what they were, you know, they'd been there before. I was, I started directing and we started kind of being able to shorten our days and mm -hmm. be more efficient. But it was a lot like those special effects. Like I was trying to remember how I did the special effect when I'm in the big fat suit mm -hmm. and it deflates. I forget. The, oh, that little doctor comes in. Yeah. But we don't really explain why he's so young, do we? I well, we, I think it's just assumed that in the other realm... 
Doctors can be any age. Yeah. Or, yeah. Because I guess if you live to be. Well, he makes a, a joke thousand. about ugh, kids. So maybe he's yeah. an adult just in a child's body. And that kid was so cute. He keeps he keeps delivering everything with like a cute little smile on his face. He's precious. So the doctor comes in and he deflates me um, and air just blows out. of. I, I think that must have been done. I don't know if that was done on a green screen or standing right there. But yeah, I had the the big costume, which I don't even remember. But I do remember they had to build it big enough that it would be wedged in the door. That I couldn't <laughs> go through the door. So I remember them measuring the doorway. Um, and I, that kid was so cute. I remember him being so cute. But then I think I stood on the set and we just did the effect right there virtually, like right there practically on the set where I'm in one outfit and then I'm in the other. And the whole time I kind of, I kind of like move my head around mm-hmm. and sh- shake a little As bit. If to you're be like, like, I'm deflating. Yeah. And, and the wind is just blowing on them. Um, I think the wind blew on me a little bit too. But, uh, it's funny because someone mentioned that those, the sets looked small to me recently. I was actually, I watched this episode with some students at a film school recently and someone said that the sets look small and I'm like, I think they're actually, that living room set is actually our biggest set. Um, it took up a chunk of the soundstage. So it's, I think it's actually bigger than it looks on stage. Yeah. I mean, well, then it, it looks on very camera. Like, like a normal house. Like when you're watching it, the way the, it flows and everything, but the kitchen, yeah, it does. When y'all are in there, it does feel a little cramped. And yeah, but it's actually quite big. And those, the house section, um, Here's how the soundstage lined up, you guys. So there's a camera aisle right in the middle, right? So there's a, an aisle where the cameras will roll down to each different set. So when you entered the soundstage, like from my dressing room, to your right would be later seasons, you would have the coffee shop there. And in the early seasons, you would have the school there. So we literally had a big, long hallway with shorter hallways and lots of different rooms. And then the cafeteria built on the far end of that all the way to the right. Then So that would cover one wall, like, to my right. Then perpendicular would be the camera aisle that would go straight down. And if you walk straight down that camera aisle, on your left would be a permanent green screen where we'd do things like the opening titles and any special effects. And on the right side, let's see, on the right side was a swing set area. So we would build different sets. So we would build uh, the volcano when I'm in, like, a Cinderella costume and I leap over the burning volcano. Or later on we did, like, a, um, a Cirque du Soleil trapeze um, right. One, and in later years, that would become the college set, the college, uh, uh, our house, the house that I share with Roxy and Morgan. And then when you go down the camera aisle a little further, on the left, on the far left, would be Sabrina's bedroom, and on the far right is the living room. And then it connects to the kitchen, which wraps around like um, a real house, almost. like a real house. So the kitchen. So first, you'd hit when you're walking down that camera aisle. On the right, you'd see the kitchen, and if you walked straight through that kitchen. You could walk into the living room, but if you walked around, kept going down the camera aisle, you'd hit the dining room and then the living room, and then you'd have to walk around the corner to go to out front, to the out front, um, uh, I guess, like the front porch. Yeah. So, and then we had all the different areas. Like if you walk up those stairs, they go nowhere. Right. So I'd have you to walk up the stairs there. and stand. <laughs> and that's true in any sitcom, unless you've built a house or you're shooting in a real house, a real location. But like, same thing on Melissa and Joey. You walk up the stairs, you stand there and wait. Or you have to enter the stairs, but you have to wait a page. You're standing up there. You're waiting for Hilda and Zelda and the cat to talk. La, 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 la. Try to remember your cue because you get a little. We didn't have cell phones and stuff really back then. So I'm drawing on the wall <laughs> or I'm thinking about what I'm going to have for dinner, who I'm going to go out with or whatever. And then I'd be like, oh, I missed my cue. And then you'd walk down and do it. And they'd be like, nope, go back up. Let's start again. You have to start again. Or if they messed up their lines and had to do it again, you're just standing at the top of the stairs for like ever. <laughs> you're like, can you just build me like a little chair? Can I have a, chair? Can I have a comfy little chair? <laughs> and, no, there's no room. You're practically falling off the set if you move. Right. So you're just standing there trying to hide, trying to hold still, trying not to make noise because it is kind of rickety. So you're basically on plywood up high. 
and you're like trying not to make noise and trying to hold still because if the light behind you, if you shadow it, they'll see you and then they'll be like, we got to start again. It's like the magic of TV. Remember when you were talking about Sam and Clarissa and how he oh, had yeah. to lay down? He had to lay down and throw the ladder up from his stomach. Yeah, the ladder would be laying over his belly and he'd have to swing it up and then climb on his knees. Make it look like so he was wild. actually climbing up. Yeah, he's actually on the first floor. It was poor kid. But um, yeah, it's yeah. The magic of television is a uh, is a fun and funky thing. It's My not... other favorite part of this one was when you were in your room, having to like get over, you know, get over addiction. my addiction, um, going Go through, through withdrawals, my, dr- my dry spell, withdrawal. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're you're doing like different things to distract yourself. And at one point, you literally like move your bed. Oh yeah, and there's stuff all under your bed. There's all like, kinds well, of crap. That's relatable. Yes. <laughs> Every Anytime. teenager around's like, yep. Yep. There was like ring pops and there was all, all kinds of, of crap. Yeah. Like uh, probably about a lot of scrunchies and crap like that, right? But yeah, um, I do. I feel like I remember shooting that part. Yeah, so I'm in my bedroom and I'm just like cleaning. I clean out my closet and I clean out the that closet was tiny actually. The bedroom set did feel kind of small, but not really. We had a desk to the left with the magic book, and then the bed with a something at the end of it, like a bench. Yeah, something like that. or a like trunk. Yeah, trunk. And then there was a closet up to the right, and then there was the bay window, which we tried to use, but it didn't work as well as we wanted. It didn't light very nicely, yeah. even though it was beautiful, like um, beautiful. stained glass window. Yeah, it just didn't. Um, a lot of directors didn't want to use that. I don't exactly know why. I think the ones I directed, I might have used it because I always loved it. Like, but it's so pretty. Yeah, but I think it didn't um, always photograph great. Um, but yeah, the the sets were. Oh, they were so special to me. I stole so much stuff from them. Do I have anything here? Hold on. I don't know if we have any Sabrina right now. Got a fake cat. Other than oh, a fan gave me this too. Woohoo! I'm normal. Got to go tell the cat. That's from the show. (laughs) That might. That's from the pilot, I think. Um. Yeah, your kids. Oh, this is this. Uh, this Sabrina Spellman Award is from an episode where I won. There were tons of those on set, and I was like, I'm keeping one. (laughs) I think what they did was they took. There was a Barbie doll made after me. Not Barbie, but like a Mattel or whatever a doll made after me. Somewhere. Oh, we do. Where is it? Did it fall off the shelf? Anyway, yeah, we have a Sabrina doll here somewhere. But the Sabrina doll, they used they used that to cast these so it would be as close to my face as possible. <laughs> That's really Even though cool. that doll doesn't really look like me. I think she does. She looks like Barbie with like a little bit of a different you nose. You kind of look like Barbie. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> you got the big eyes and the cute Aww, little body. thanks. It works. But it's hard to make a doll look like you, I think. Mm. Very defining features like a, like a mole or something. Right? <laughs> I always wanted a mole. I should have given myself a mole. I think I gave myself a mole in like one or two like episodes. Like a beauty mark? Oh, here's the doll. <laughs> look what I just found. The doll. <laughs> Magically. There's the doll. So, so that's look, what she's modeled after? They, they molded this apparently to make this statue here. Yeah. Isn't that weird? That's so cool. You have a doll. I have a doll. And the hand Does like whips around in a weird place. Um. It did feel pretty cool when I found out there was a doll. I feel like that would be, like, a moment. I did like that. I am a little pissed off, I have to say, at the Funko Pop people because they have a Sabrina, but it's, like, Sabrina from the Archie comics, and then they have Sabrina from Chilling Adventures. So a lot of time when people come to me at Comic-Cons, they make me sign the Archie one usually. Sometimes I sign the Chilling Adventures one, but there's not a Sabrina. Me, Sabrina. Okay, Funko. Yeah, they got to get on it because, dude, I want one. We need a Sabrina the Teenage Witch. <laughs> now, then I would feel really special if I'm up there next to, like, Khaleesi or, like... If they... if So... Like, 11 Forget Barbie when things. you're enshrined in a Funko and you have your big square head. Then you'll have made it. Then I'll have made it. <laughs> then I'll have made it. Not when I'm a Jeopardy question because that's happened a few times or not when I won a million dollars in Family Feud. That's hilarious. Only when I have a Funko Pop doll that can sit on the shelf next to all the other shows I love. That's what I want. 
That's what I want for my birthday. Can we so, make that uh, happen? How awkward was it having to uh, lick your fellow castmates? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember, but you know, we weren't. I, I'm not a big germaphobe, and it was, uh, you know, pre-COVID. Right, so, it was a different time. Different time. It was pre-9/11. It was pre a lot of things. Um, so I feel like you know there might have been like a Clorox wipe brought out or baby wipe <laughs> or of some sort. But Sorry, Nate. It was probably like, can you go wash it. your hands and then we'll put syrup on you? Thank you. Yeah, I had to lick <laughs> Nate. Yeah. I have to lick someone's face too? No. Uh you smelled people. Oh, I did smell people to see if they yeah, they had syrup on them. And then you like assaulted the guy in the hallway and it was French toast. Yeah, that's right. And I was like, ew. <laughs> Move along. Yeah, no, that was a fun episode. I think it's just because I really recognized The Pony Express. Oh yeah, what was it? He because it was a guy on a pony. It wasn't actually a pony. Salem looks over and he's like riding like a hobby horse. And he goes up the stairs and Salem goes, man, I've been sweeping up wood chips all day. And <laughs> yeah, I didn't understand that, actually. What the hell does that mean? Because it's a hobby horse. Like, it's made of wood. Oh. Oh, 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 oh. I was, like, so confused. I'm like, I don't get the wood chip reference. Maybe I'm still not old enough to get that. I probably had no clue at the time. It, it, it tickled me. That's funny. I was wondering why. Yeah, I did not get that. Is yeah, that funny? And the test for... um. For are you an American or like which oh, world you do you American? live in? Yeah, and it was like who are the handsome brothers? I was like, that got me the handsome. You know that was that so was I was thinking about the things that were dated on that episode, and that's one of the things, right? That they were pop culture questions. Yes, there's definitely one of the questions I still don't know the answer um, to. Can you name the handsome brothers? Oh gosh, <laughs> let's see. I can. Not even one. Actually, not even one. Wait, like Jason? No, no. There's not a Jason. Justin, Aaron. No. Uh, Alex? No. Okay, tell me. <laughs> Isaac, Taylor, and Zach. Of course. <laughs> Similar names to the boys on Home Improvement, right? Probably. I think Isaac and Taylor, well, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, but oh, JTT. Yeah. Man. Wait, so what were the other questions though? There was um there was one I did not know. It was oh, I feel like it was like a country singer um, or something, like a question that I just didn't know then and still don't know now. I want to say it was like Randy Travis or I don't know. So, Melissa, I'm yeah. so excited for you. You've been really working hard on getting your immune system up and going really well and getting your body in shape. What's your secret weapon now? Well, I've been using AG1. Do you know AG1? I have heard of this. It's made by Athletic Greens. It's great. It tastes great. Uh, you do a scoop. Oh, no, because I know those veggie things can be not so tasty. This one is pretty yum. Okay, what do you, you like put a scoop in your water in the morning and it, oh my gosh, it helps in so many ways. So tell me what it's doing for you. So with one scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, all kinds of good stuff, right? Ooh. It's lifestyle friendly. You can eat it when you're keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, all the things. So it's good for me. Yeah, absolutely. And it costs less than $3 a day. So you're investing in your health and it's cheaper than that cold brew habit. And I love this. They're sustainable too for every purchase, they donate to organizations helping to get nutritious food to kids in need, including No Kid Hungry here in the U.S. That's and, amazing. Yeah, they do like climate neutral certified, all that good stuff. That is amazing. So right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills or supplements to look out for your health. Yeah, and to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash WWB. Again, that's athleticgreens.com 
slash WWV to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Thank you, Athletic Greens, for supporting What Women Binge. Was Randy Travis on Sabrina? Randy Travis was on like our first episode of Sabrina or maybe second or third Stop. or something. I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know who he was. I'm gonna love you forever. <laughs> Man. See, I, I don't know what I'm doing in the South, y'all. I don't. Barbecue and, and country amen. music are not my thing. <laughs> as long as old men sit All right, I'll have to listen to some Randy Travis. With, it's like royalty. I, well, I know. We had Johnny Mathis and he was one of my favorite. I cannot believe I got to do an episode with Johnny Mathis. That's really cool, too. You did some cool stuff. We need to do more yeah. of these. All right, we can do more of these. You've got some stories. Well, maybe we should let people weigh in on which episodes. Or should we, like, go in order? Yeah. I don't know. How about go on YouTube and comment in the comment section. Yeah. And tell us which episode we should do a rewatch on. Yeah. I would love that. There's so many. And While you're there, subscribe. We know I haven't seen. Yeah, subscribe. Check us out. Tell your friends. <laughs> and check wink, us out. Yeah, we'll, do, we'll do some more. And guys, happy Halloween. Happy how ha- this is what are you going to dress up as? Uh, well, I think Tucker wants to go as Vecna. Oh. So I might be 11, but I'm trying to convince him to be 11 and I'll be Vecna. That makes more sense honestly. I kind of want to be Vecna. My friend created he Vecna. He looks like he could be makeup. 11. Actually, the makeup artist from Sabrina, her husband created Vecna. Seriously? Yeah, he was part of the makeup team that created Vecna. You have such a crazy team. So yeah, we have to do more of these because I feel like there's many more secrets. <laughs> oh, well, let me tell you something. When we do Stranger Things, if we do a Stranger Things episode, even though I don't know if it's appropriate to bring my 10-year-old on to be our expert. but Everybody he knows, knows he watches everything. And then we will bring Mike uh, McCash on, who is the makeup artist for Vecna. That would be awesome. I want to bring him on. I want to bring um, Sean Astin on, who played Bob. So we'll maybe we'll surprise Tucker and let him talk to some of his heroes about his favorite show. But um, but meanwhile, yeah, that's I think. What are you going to do for Halloween? Well, we usually just do trick-or-treating, and we do, like, a little block you party. You dress up? I dress up every year. I but don't is it like miss the same? Are you, like, always a witch? Like, one of my friends is no. always a witch. No, no, no. I did go through a phase in my life where I was always, like, in 50s gear. Uh-huh. Um, I've since given that up. I don't know what I'll be yet for this year. I try and kind of go with my kids yeah. if I can. Yeah. Um, so it, like, I know. Enjoy that while you can. Yeah. I, I got them in routine outfits for, like, years. They were able to be, like, one year they were the three amigos, and one year it was like Pinocchio and so we mm. Peter Pan and we did all those sorts of oh, uh, that family dress, things that blue dress you have that would be perfect for a blue fairy oh yeah break oh, it back good out call, yeah throw some wings on well, maybe I will maybe I'll be the blue fairy again but I, I kind of I don't know now that Tucker's so into Stranger Things although I think that's going to terrify other children <laughs> <laughs> it's okay we we've done Guardians of the Galaxy yeah we did oh, do it while you can man Toy Get Story them. Logan my husband actually looks just like Al from Al's Toy Barn. <laughs> so one year, he, he like, dressed in a chicken costume. Oh, and he held a sign that said Al's Toy Barn. And it, I swear, it looked cute. like he like walked out of the movie. Oh, that's like, cute. I gotta see pictures. It was of great. Oh, and uh, I don't know what will be. The girls are very. They've been like descendants and people like that the last couple of years. So very cool. Well, keep them in a theme while you can, man. I'm telling you, that was always I love my favorite theme. thing. I do too. I do too, except that Mark and I were already, I was already 11 once and he was Dustin and my friend was Barb. That's okay. Because the kids wanted to do their own thing, so we did our own thing. But I feel like I might have to pull out my 11 dress again, my little pink dress and my blonde wig and put some blood under my nose. Although I told Tucker he could be, I was like, look, if you want to be 11, we'll just shave your head. Yeah. We'll put blood coming out of your eyes and we'll put you in a a hospital gown. And you can just be 11 when she was in the hospital. 
Oh, that'd be perfect. Yeah, I think it would be because he wants to be something a little bit gruesome. And I was like, all right, that'd be good. But he, he can't wear it to school, obviously. But, right. Um, you could have a school costume. And a- yes, he'll have to have a school costume and a home costume <laughs> and a like trick-or-treating costume. <laughs> But anyway, happy Halloween, everyone. And happy Halloween. Like, comment, I guess, if you want us yes. to do more of these and which episodes you think we should do. Or and... anything that you know that we don't. That yeah, we please. Talk about. Yeah, let's get a discussion going of all the things that, all the, uh, the, the fan fiction things that I don't even know about. Let me know. Keep it posted. <laughs> all right, guys. Happy Halloween. Thank you guys for joining us here at What Women Binge. Can you do us a favor and give us an Apple podcast review? It helps a lot. Yeah, and while you're at it, you can follow What Women Binge on Instagram. And follow me on Instagram at Amanda WWB. If you like listening to the podcast, you would love seeing it. So you can subscribe to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Melissa Joan Hart Official for full episodes, bonus content, and so much more. What Women Binge is produced by Laughagram Studios. Our wonderful theme song was written and produced by my cute husband, Mark Wilkerson. Video production by Matt Giesler and Jay Hawley. Audio by Matt Lott. Production assistant, Jen Best. And she is the best. What Women Binge is distributed by Podcast Heat. For more information, visit podcastheat.com. Do you have a question or a comment or a topic you want to suggest for the show? Well, we are listening. Email us at wwbquestions at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you.